This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare Podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. K to college graduation. This is Kyle Cooper. Nearly 200 new affordable homes are on the way to Silver Spring. I'm Stetson Miller. It was a down day across the board on Wall Street. And we're tracking your overseas numbers, checking the Asian stocks this morning here on WTOP, where the time now is 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. One of the most influential musicians of the 60s and 70s has died after a long illness. A report from CBS's Nora O'Donnell. David Crosby was one of the founding members of two of the most popular bands of a generation, The Birds and Crosby, Stills and Nash. The band ushered in Rock's supergroup era, later adding Neil Young to the group. In a statement to Variety, his wife said his legacy will continue to live on through his legendary music. Peace, love, and harmony to all who knew David and those he touched. David Crosby was 81 years old. President Biden has responded to a question about the discovery of documents with classified markings at a former office and at his home. It was the first question the president took all week, and he seemed annoyed to be asked it while touring flood damage in rain-soaked California. The American people don't quite understand why you don't ask me questions about that. Mr. Biden insists he has no regrets over the delayed public disclosure of the classified documents found at his home and at his think tank office. There's no there there. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, Washington. Actor Alec Baldwin is going to be charged with involuntary manslaughter in the shooting death of a cinematographer. CBS's Michael George. The district attorney released a statement saying, quote, if any one of these three people, Baldwin, Gutierrez, Reed, or assistant director David Halls, had done their job, Helena Hutchins would be alive today. It's that simple. The evidence clearly shows a pattern of criminal disregard for safety on the Rust film set. Microsoft has said it will lay off 10,000 employees. Amazon plans to cut 18,000. And now comes word from the Wall Street Journal that the online retailer Wayfair, whose revenue has fallen for more than a year, will lay off more than 1,000 employees. The investigation of a leak of a draft Supreme Court opinion seems to have gotten nowhere. CBS News chief legal correspondent Jan Crawford says dozens of people were interviewed. They looked at the IT systems and whether or not uh, they could tell if someone had uh, downloaded the copy to like a hard drive or something and taken it home or printer logs that could show that someone had printed it out, perhaps taken it home. Uh, And that also revealed uh, nothing, concluding uh, at the end of this eighth month investigation that they still uh, are not sure who this leaker was. We've learned that human error caused the FAA computer outage that snarled air travel in the U.S. on the morning of January 11th. An investigation has found that a contractor mistakenly deleted files. This is CBS News. St. Joseph's Indian School is much more than a school for Native American children. It's like a family. Classes are fun here. I am learning about my culture. 
Since 1927, St. Joseph's Indian School has provided children the education, health care, and support they need to succeed. To help give our kids brighter futures, learn more at stjo.org today. WTOP at 303. Had a good Friday morning, January 20th. We're looking at early sunshine, mostly cloudy. Later on, gusty winds, 40 to 45 miles an hour. 50 could be the high today. We're at 44 now. I'm Dean Lane. We thank you for taking us along for your early morning ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you as we ride into this 3 o'clock hour together. We begin with something new this morning. A Fairfax County jury now recommending officially that a man get the maximum sentence for shooting and killing two of his South County high school classmates in the spring of 2021. And that's just what he got. Last August, a jury convicted Zachary Burkhardt of manslaughter in the killings of 17-year-old Urshin Eliasar and 16-year-old Calvin Van Pelt. Burkhardt admitted during the trial he fired in self-defense, striking Eliasar in the chest and Van Pelt in the back after an argument. Police rushed to the Springfield, Virginia home garage where they found the teens who both died. Commonwealth's attorney for Fairfax, Steve Descano, has said that Burkhardt used a ghost gun capable of firing in fully automatic mode. I hope that the victim's families can begin the process of healing, but there are no winners here. What we have are two dead kids because of a ghost gun. Burkhart will serve 20 years in prison. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. At arrest locally in the shooting death of a teenager in Waldorf just last week, 18-year-old Elijah Barnes was arrested by detectives in North Carolina this week, charged with murdering 17-year-old Rayton Jackson III. Jackson was a Westlake High School student who was at the time walking home, we're told, from school last Friday and was in the area of Dorchester Circle at Harvest Fish Place at the time when investigators say that Barnes shot Jackson from a car, then drove off. Investigators have not announced a motive in the case, but do say the two people knew one another and they do not think this was a random incident. WTOP at 3.05. In other news this early morning, deadly and non-deadly overdoses among young people locally in Montgomery County increased from 2021 to 2022. And that has the superintendent and other leaders this morning warning about the dangers of drugs laced with fentanyl. Montgomery County had 48 youth overdoses last year, compared to 27 overdoses in 2021. Police Chief Marcus Jones says a student overdosed there just last weekend. The more recent trend suggests youth are intentionally buying and using street fentanyl drugs. Jones says principals will be briefed on overdose issues and Narcan is also available in all schools. Young people are feeling emboldened enough to utilize these drugs during the school day. The school system is also investing in students' mental health. Superintendent Monifa McKnight. We won't accept anything that's harmful to our community. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. WTOP News time now, 3.06 on your Friday morning. A member of the D.C. City Council is out with a plan this week. She says will help kids from pre-K through college graduation. D.C. City Council member Christina Henderson is introducing three pieces of legislation. One would permanently provide free breakfast, lunch, and after-school snacks to students in public, public charter, and nonprofit private schools in the district. Another bill would work to better include students with disabilities in D.C. out-of-school programs. And the third would give students more rights and safeguards against discrimination in the college student loan process. One in four D.C. residents over 24 carries student loan debt with an average balance of $64,000. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. Americans are feeling the pain of higher housing costs, but some relief is on the way locally in the horizon for Montgomery County, we're told. Ground was broken this week Thursday on the largest ever affordable housing development in the entire community. One, two, three. 
Nearly 200 new affordable homes are going to be built here in Silver Spring over the next two years at the new Randolph Road community. Montgomery County is now working to begin building the development near where Randolph intersects with Veers Mill Road at the site of an old recreation center. County Council Member Natalie Fani Gonzalez represents the area. And having projects like, like this is absolutely significant to uplift low-income communities. Habitat for Humanity and affordable housing developer AHC Inc. are partnering with the county to build the homes, some of which will be for rent and some for purchase. In Silver Spring, Stetson Miller, WTOP News. The buy-tech and high-multiple-growth stocks playbook of the past few years is no longer a winning strategy, but dividend payers are outperforming. Have you reviewed your portfolio to meet today's updated market conditions? Every week, we discuss the latest financial trends and what investors need to know about them. To learn more about how market leadership has shifted and to become a better-informed, wise investor, listen to The Wise Investor Show at thewiseinvestorgroup.com or find us on your favorite podcast app. Good morning. Welcome into WTOP. Glad you're with us. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Friday morning, January 20th at 3.08. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Good morning to Rich Hunter with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hi, good morning, Dean. At last check, they were still diverting folks southbound 28 to go west on 66 as a result of the work on 28 south over top of 66, which not only closes the through lanes on 28, but also closes the exits to both eastbound 66 and the eastbound express lanes as part of this work zone. Again, you're diverted to 29. You go north on 29. You pick up 28 south to continue toward Manassas Park in Manassas, or you go 28 north to get back to 66. So just uh, be prepared for that. Now, if you're traveling on 66 itself, though, on the eastbound side between Haymarket and Roslyn, nothing in your way. All the work zones have been picked up. Still working, though, westbound on 66, as you head west of Route 7 toward the Beltway, single right lane gets you by. Then out near 123, you were down to a single left lane through the work zone. Now, down in King George County on 301 northbound at the intersection with University Drive and Commerce Drive, the crash occurred just beyond that intersection. So as a result, if you're northbound on 301, you go right on Commerce, left on Potomac, and back to 301 north to continue up toward the nice Middleton Bridge and head into Charles County. Southbound lanes of 301 not affected. All lanes are open. Uh, traffic moving each way on the Woodrow-Wilson Bridge for now. Next opening scheduled at 3.30. So in about 20 minutes from now, traffic will be stopped in both directions for the next bridge lift. Rich Hunter, WTOB Traffic. A blustery Friday with high temperatures near 50 degrees today, but with winds gusting up to 40 miles an hour, we'll have wind chills in the 30s and low 40s. Mostly sunny and breezy tomorrow, highs in the low to mid 40s. And then on Sunday, rain moves in during the afternoon hours and continues through Monday morning. We're talking about rain only here in the D.C. metro area, but as the storm system winds down very early Monday morning, we could see some wet snow mixing in up around the Maryland-Pennsylvania border and back around the ID-1 corridor. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. Right now we're at 45 in DuPont Circle, 41 in Germantown, 44 Annandale, 44 in Holding in our nation's capital. This check brought to you in the 3 a.m. hour here on WTOP this early morning by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Good morning. Welcome in. It's 311 on WTOP. ADHD. It's the child who can't pay attention or sit still in school, right? The answer may be yes. Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or ADHD, can be complicated, and it can last a lifetime. 
Up to 75% of children and adolescents with ADHD have at least one additional mental disorder that requires a comprehensive approach to treatment. Learn more at moretoadhd.com. This message brought to you in partnership with ADA, ACO, and CHAD. Traffic in the D.C. region is constantly changing. If you spot a major incident that we're not already reporting, call the WTOP Traffic Center at 866-304-WTOP. That's 866-304-WTOP. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. This is WTOP News. The Supreme Court says it cannot determine right now who leaked the draft opinion that overturned Roe v. Wade. Eight months ago, Politico published Justice Samuel Alito's opinion on Roe v. Wade after someone leaked the draft at that time. In a report issued Thursday, the Supreme Court this week says the team tasked to investigate the leak has not been able to identify the person responsible. This was the first time in history a justice has actually his entire opinion became available to the public before the court was ready to announce what that opinion was. Robert Barnes, Supreme Court reporter for the Washington Post, spoke with Dimitri about what the investigation looked like. It was conducted by the marshal of the Supreme Court and her team of investigators. She said that she conducted more than 100 interviews with more than 90 people and was unable to find anyone who would admit to it and couldn't find evidence that specifically pointed to a person, evidence that they thought was reliable enough to say that that's the person who did it. Was the marshal uh, specific in any other way about what the report concluded? Well, the marshal said that more than 80 people had access to this draft opinion, not including the justices themselves, and that there are some things that the court probably should do differently about limiting that access and limiting the availability of these draft opinions. She also said that it was complicated by the pandemic and the number of people working outside the court and from home. Do we have any sense of where the investigation might go from here? Well, it said that the investigation would continue, but frankly didn't seem very optimistic that it would find anything that it hasn't already found. They brought in former Homeland Security Secretary Michael Chertoff to look at what the marshal had done to see if there was anything that she had not done. He said he couldn't find anything. And so it sort of turned into a report about how to perhaps prevent this from happening in the future rather than blaming someone for the leak. From your years covering the high court, is that about the the universe of uh, people that would be able to do this? What I'm saying is between 100 and 200 people, that's about it, right? It's not as if we're talking about a cast of thousands. No, as I say, it was more about uh, 80 to 90 people who had a chance to see the draft before it became available, but they they couldn't trace where the leak came from. You know, it, it's kind of surprising that the court has not had leaks before. And part of it, the, the marshal said in her report, is that the court is sort of built around this issue of trust, uh, trust that this kind of thing wouldn't happen and perhaps more safeguards are needed now that it has. Yeah, you you mentioned that a couple of times now the marshal said tighten that security. But uh, how ridiculous would it be that such a document would just be left on a break room table or something for somebody to pick up? It seems unlikely, but maybe it's not my place to say that. (laughs) Well, it seems unlikely, but, uh, you know, they really can't point to how it got from the court to the reporters at Politico who published it. So 
There are lots of options out there. Those who were questioned signed affidavits that said that they had not revealed the information, although the report did say that some of them went back to amend those, saying that they actually had told their spouse. Robert Barnes, Supreme Court reporter for The Washington Post with our Demetrius Hodes. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Good Friday morning, January 20th. Sports time at 315 at Rob's turn. The Capitals were 4-0 winners in Arizona, led by former Coyotes. Dylan Strom scored half the goals to reach 11 for the season. And Darcy Kemper pitched his league-leading fifth shutout of the season, but told NBC Sports Washington he owes it to the video staff that saw the offsides penalty that led to a reversal of a Coyotes goal. Yeah, definitely. I, I think uh, one of my other shutouts, too, there was a disallowed goal. So, uh, you know, they're doing a good job back there. And, you know, I might have to buy them dinner. <laughs> which would be in Las Vegas in the next leg of the Caps road trip. The 11th-ranked Maryland women also victorious on the road, 77-64 at Wisconsin. They improved to 6-2 and in conference play, while the Maryland men beat Michigan 64-58 to improve to 9-1 and at home. Jameer Young scored 15 of his game-high 26 points in the second half. Coach Kevin Willard. I just think he's starting to get a little bit more comfortable with not settling to be on the perimeter, which I thought, even though he was playing well in the beginning of the year, I think he's gotten more comfortable just being more aggressive. James Madison, he raised a 15-point deficit to beat Troy in overtime, 89-87. Local coaching great Mike Bray is stepping down in Notre Dame after a well-decorated 23-year run in which he became the program's winningest men's basketball coach. The Bethesda native played and coached under the legendary Morgan Wooten at DeMatha. Another local product could be an offensive coordinator option for the Washington Commanders if they so choose. The Buccaneers fired Byron Leftwich two years removed from Tampa's Super Bowl run. In Baltimore, Greg Roman stepped down after the Ravens' scoring decreased in each of his four seasons as coordinator. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Rob. As always, 317 on WTOP on your Friday morning, January 20th. This is WTOP News. And Loudoun County Flyers featuring white supremacist rhetoric were found apparently in the driveways locally of multiple homes in different towns. The county sheriff's office says this morning it's gotten reports of dozens of flyers. In fact, Thursday in Percival, Hamilton, and Waterford, the flyers were in plastic bags that also inexplicably contained birdseed for some reason. A 40-year-old woman is under arrest this morning for multiple car thefts in Fairfax County. Police say the latest was on Wednesday night this week. They got a call just before 7 on that evening for a stolen Honda Pilot in Annandale. The victim was able to track a phone that they left in the car to Alexandria, where investigators then say that Tanisha Hall was seen stepping out of that stolen car. During their investigation, officers found a stolen 2012 Honda a Honda Accord actually nearby. It turns out that was the car actually stolen. That We told you about this story from Little River Turnpike on Sunday with a five-year-old girl in the back seat. The girl was found safe and in downtown D.C. was where she was put out of the car. An hour after the car was taken, Hall now faces a bunch of charges, including abduction in the case. Top stories we're following. Former President Trump and his lawyers are being ordered to pay nearly $1 million in sanctions for filing a frivolous lawsuit against Hillary Clinton for the 2016 presidential election. An investigation into who leaked the draft opinion overturning abortion rights has yielded no potential names, at least not yet. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories. It's 318, traffic and weather on the 8s. Let's check in now with Rich Hunter in the WTOP Traffic Center. All right, uh, next opening of the Woodrow Wilson Bridge in a little over 10 minutes at 3.30, so be prepared to be stopped in both directions. Now, rest of the Beltway for now without issue. 
through Maryland and Virginia in Maryland. Southbound Baltimore Washington Parkway works and remains as you approach 175. Still getting by single file to left and for now without delay. Again, the caution for folks coming off of westbound 175 to go south on the parkway. No merge area. You have to merge directly into through traffic, so do so very carefully. And once you clear the work zone, nothing else in your way down to the Beltway and Greenbelt. And even inside the Beltway, headed down toward the district, you're in good shape there as well. No issues on 95 South if you want to avoid the work zone. You're in great shape from the Baltimore Beltway down to the Capitol Beltway, 270. From Frederick down to both loops of the Beltway, also without issue. If you're traveling into the district, both I-295 and DC-5 are free and clear. New York Avenue, northeast to northwest, looks good. Suitland Parkway and South Capitol Street, also without early issue. Still at a closure in southeast of F Street between 51st and 53rd. Cleaned up an investigation of a structure fire that occurred last night. Also, utility work continues. Nevada Avenue closed between Livingston Street and Military Road. That as a result of emergency utility work there as well. Rich Hunter, WTOB Traffic. Thursday was all about rain, fog, and cloudy skies. Today, about strong winds gusting up to 40 miles an hour. There's even a wind advisory back around the Blue Ridge and the higher elevations farther back to the west. Now, with wind gusts today, we'll have wind chills in the 30s and low 40s as temperatures warm to near 50 with mostly to partly sunny skies. For tomorrow, mostly sunny, breezy, low to mid 40s. Low to mid 40s on Sunday with rain during the afternoon hours and continuing overnight. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. We're at 45 at Reagan National, 44 BWI Marshall, 44 at Dulles, 44 at Holding in our nation's capital. This check brought to you this morning by Lynn the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber. It's 321. Good morning. This is your captain. We are going to be experiencing some slight turbulence. Please fasten your... Oh, hold on. Just got a video of my cat. Imagine the pilot of an airplane was as confident as you are texting and driving. Seems kind of crazy when you put it like that. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Somewhere in the night. You're with Dean Lane on WTO Children in poverty. Each one unique. Each one full of dreams. They're our hope, our future. They're the reason Children International exists. When the whole world changed, we developed new ways to reach children and families in poverty during these vulnerable times. I'm learning every day. I'm healthy and strong. To learn more, go to children.org slash help today. Good Friday morning, January 20th, 322 on WTOP. Glad you're with us this early hour. Welcome in. This is WTOP For an News. hour every Wednesday night, it's the parents who attend class at Bennett Elementary School locally in Manassas. As WTOP Scott Gelman tells us, courses are actually geared toward helping parents improve their English skills. I put together a program that I thought would be beneficial for our parents, which is conversational English. Parent liaison Dina Hamad introduced the free classes in November, and now... Now they draw about 20 parents each week. Another lesson that we did was how to call the school, how to ask for conferences, how to make that phone call. Alex Kosick attends the classes with his wife. We have several parents who are coming from sub-Saharan Africa. We are having several parents who are coming from uh, South America. Principal Shelley Pozell says the classes help overcome communication barriers between parents and their kids. For some of our parents and our children, our children don't speak their native language anymore. Scott Gelman, W. TOP News. Locally in Loudoun County, flyers featuring white supremacist 
rhetoric were found in the driveways of multiple homes recently in different towns. The county sheriff's office says it has gotten reports of dozens of flyers actually in Percival, Hamilton, and Waterford. The flyers were in plastic bags at the time that also contained birdseed for some reason. At what point during your 9 to 5 you hit the midday slump? A new poll out on this issue says that most office workers feel sluggish a few times during the day, but choose to re-energize in different ways. But we do. So what time do you find yourself reaching for an afternoon coffee? A new survey finds most of us hit a workday slump around 1.30 in the afternoon. The poll of 2,000 workers by one poll says being around co-workers helps. 54% say they thrive at the office compared to working from home by themselves, while 22% would rather skip the commute and work in their pajamas. The group says Mondays and Fridays are when they have the least amount of energy. So how do workers re-energize? 25% go for a walk, 31% drink more coffee. So when are they most productive? Around 10.30 in the morning. It could be a good case for a four-hour workday. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. A 40-year-old woman is under arrest for multiple car thefts in Fairfax County. Police say the latest was Wednesday night this week. They got a call just before 7 in the evening for a stolen Honda Pilot in Annandale. The victim was able to track a phone. They left in the car to Alexandria where investigators say that Tanisha Hall was seen stepping out of the stolen car. During their investigation, officers found a stolen 2012 Honda Accord nearby. Turns out that was the car stolen from Little River Turnpike on Sunday with a five-year-old girl in the back seat. The girl was found safe, we told you here on WTOP in downtown D.C. An hour after the car was taken, Hall faces a bunch of charges, including abduction. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Further time now is 325, Friday morning, January 20th. Welcome in Money News at 25 and 55 on TOP. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Wall Street will try to close out a rough week on a positive note. Economic and interest rate worries weighed on the market for a third day yesterday, though buyers showed signs of stirring late in the day. The major averages ended with losses of less than 1%. Netflix shares could jump this morning. The streaming giant reported blowout fourth quarter subscriber gains last night. Housing will be back in the spotlight today as the National Association of Realtors reports on December home resales. Analysts expect a nearly 3.5% decline from November as high prices, rising mortgage rates, and a lack of homes for sale hold the market back. But help may be on the way for housing. Mortgage rates are lower for a second week in a row. Freddie Mac's average for 30-year fixed-rate loans fell to 6.15%. That's still way above where it was last year at this time. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Kids across America are going to school hungry. Millions of kids every day. Hungry kids get sick more often and can struggle in school. It can be harder for them to focus and learn. But one simple thing can help change all of this for a hungry child in America. Good, healthy food and the energy it brings. With help from caring people across America, No Kid Hungry is providing healthy meals and hope to hungry kids so they can build better futures. 